This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Police in Italy confirming that they have, in fact, shot and killed the 24-year-old responsible for the terrorist truck attack in Berlin at that Christmas market. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. Been for Glenn Beck today. Thanks so much for joining me. The man's name is Anus Amari. Nope, it's Anus. Uh, You could say it's a different, it's A-N-I-S, it's Anus. Sorry, that's what I'm running with. They say that he was apparently attempting to enter Italy, Milan, police stopped him, or police in Milan, he's already in Italy, how that all came about. But it was a routine ID check. They were checking IDs. He, at some point, started firing at them. They returned fire and shot him dead. We have some other new information on him this morning. We're going to lay out how this entire terrorist attack went down in Berlin. He has links to Italy. He first went to Italy when he left Tunisia in 2011. So he immigrated there in 2011 to Italy. So it's very comfortable for him. He got a four-year prison sentence shortly after he arrived at the refugee center in Italy because he started a fire. They sentenced him to four years in prison and he went to jail. He got released in 2015 and then made his way to Germany. There are so many questions about this terrorist attack and quite a few questions of should they known about this, should they have been able to stop him prior to, and then what looks like some pretty big security failures in different parts of Europe after the attack. I'm somebody that likes to give the benefit of the doubt when it comes to things like this because we don't know all the facts. Police don't know all the facts. But even based on what I'm about to share with you, there's enough questions that I think we have to demand answers. Yes, we in America have to demand answers as well. If we're working on terrorism together and we're providing support for some of our allies, we need to demand answers. We need to get to the bottom of it. And we need to make sure we are prepared. So one of the first questions I have is, how he was known to German counterterrorism agencies and watched, yet they didn't see this coming. 
The way I understand it, Germany has almost 600 people that they say are known by authorities as radical Islamists. Radical. People that are pretty likely to commit a terrorist act, or more likely, or could be radicalized quickly. Okay, 600 is a lot of people. Well, I mean, to keep tabs on like that, sure. So, okay, I get that. But he was known to them, likely as one of this almost 600. You go, well, it's hard to keep track of all of them, Doc. All right. They tried to arrest him when they had a wiretap of him speaking to other people, saying he was willing to carry out a terrorist operation. Hey, you want somebody to kill themselves? Uh, It was a terrorist suicide operation. You want somebody to kill themselves and also take some other people out for terrorism? Hey, I'm your guy. They have him on tape saying that. But they didn't arrest him because they wouldn't issue, authorities would not issue an arrest warrant because they said his comments were too vague. So you have him on this wiretap. Okay. You know he's been in trouble with the law before. He's known because they think he might be somebody that could be radicalized. You get him on wiretap with a vague, hey, I may be a suicide bomber. Okay, I still, maybe the words were vague. I didn't hear the tape. If I did hear it, I'm not sure I could understand whatever language it was in anyway. So, benefit of the doubt, fine, okay. But then, in March, they started surveilling him again. This past March. They started watching him even closer in March Not because of all the other stuff, but because they think he was trying to raise money to buy automatic weapons by carrying out break-ins, planning and carrying out break-ins. So he'd break into places, steal stuff that was valuable, and either get to trade that in for cash to buy these automatic weapons or just take whatever cash he got to buy automatic weapons to carry out a terrorist attack. Okay, that's... That's adding a little more to this, isn't it? You're watching him now, March to September. I think even in the realm of that 600 people you're watching, at this point, this dude's bubbling to the top, right? How bad are those other dudes if this guy wasn't in your top 20, 25? Okay, okay. They stopped surveilling him for those possible ties to break-ins to buy the automatic weapons in September. This last September. Why? Because some in the country said, ah, He's likely not that big of a threat. He's mainly just a small-time drug dealer. <laughs> well, okay, possible um, thief. Somebody's going to break into places. Burglar and drug dealer. Isn't that by itself somebody that you'd be watching? Especially knowing your other concerns. Aren't those a lot of concerns? Aren't there a lot of questions there? Great. That's just leading up to the attack. And by the way, that's just what we know. That's not what authorities knew. That's not what other information they had. That's not other things that they're privy to that we are not. After the attack. Well, first of all, let me lay out the attack here in case you're not familiar with the details. They believe based on the the computer system, GPS and everything else, the information they have, the tech information that they have from the truck that he tried to start the truck and steal it, but couldn't get it started, and instead went with what was likely a carjacking. Carjacking the Polish driver, 
And then they track the truck as it headed over a long distance towards Berlin. When it got near the Christmas market in Berlin, the truck stopped for hours. Why did it stop for hours? They haven't confirmed. My speculation is he was waiting until that Christmas market was busier because it was busier than it was when he first arrived near the market with the truck. Two hours later, it was much busier. After the attack, and police are descending on the area trying to figure it out, stop it, is there more coming, it's chaos. What is the focal point? What do you think, what is, what are first responders doing when they respond? Number one, helping anybody who's injured and, well, one and two, helping anyone who's injured and stopping any other attacks. Well, what is the centerpiece of that attack? The truck, right? And the truck has stopped. Once the truck was stopped and they rolled up on it, how soon is that, right? You start investigating. Okay, you're making sure there's no other terrorists there, explosive devices, whatever. You start peering in the truck. That's within minutes that you start getting information on the truck. When they finally got in the truck, which does take a little bit longer, investigators found this dude's and anus's wallet. The 24-year-old dude who was responsible for this that was killed in Milan last night. They found Anus's ID and fingerprints in the cab of the truck. They were The ID was located next to the body of the registered Polish driver that they found slumped over with a single gunshot wound to the head. The reason I stress that about his ID being discovered so quickly is they were looking for and arrested that Pakistani guy who turned out to be innocent, not involved. It was Anus who, but they had his ID. I don't know why they were looking for the Palestini, uh, the Pakistani guy. I don't know if he had an ID in there as well. I don't know that. But if you have this guy's ID, you should be looking for him. Okay, got it. Maybe they had a lot of suspects in mind. You're right. Until you hear the next piece. According to a public broadcaster in Berlin, Berlin, The police filmed Anus heading into a Berlin mosque shortly after the attack. I don't know where the film was from. It was police. They were looking for the Pakistani suspect. They filmed Anus going into the mosque. Okay, great. You you believe it's the Pakistani guy. Uh, uh, Got it. The Pakistani guy, that's who you're looking for? For whatever reason, you believe that? But you found Anus's ID. Wouldn't you at least go, maybe we keep a guy, an eye on that guy at the mosque and see what's going on. His ID was in there, you know. You filmed him. So maybe they didn't have the ID until after they filmed him. Well, you already know that dude is a bad dude. He's on record. You have him in the wiretap and all that stuff. He's located within a proximity to a terrorist attack. And he's somebody that is one of your 600 or whatever it is. Wouldn't you pay attention to him? I don't know how he left the mosque, if they followed him at that point or what happened. But when he left the mosque, at some point he boarded a train and went from Germany to France first and then France to Italy. How was he able to travel? Even though they knew he was nearby and went into that mosque and filmed him and everything else. 
on this list even between countries. Now, likely because of the different rules in the European Union, where you can travel from country to country, likely he was able to do it because of that. Well, how did Milan catch him then? Random ID check? Wouldn't you think France would be doing that now? France has been hit in the last few years harder than any other European country, any Western country, let's say, with terrorist attacks. It's been hit harder with them. I mean, the the, um, Nice attack and the multiple Paris attacks, all of them were brutal. If I remember right, was it 48 people that were killed in the Nice attack? That's incredible. Where's France saying, hey, let's do something a little bit different here? Let's put it this way. Hey, France, that guy traveled through your country. And the only reason he didn't uh, perpetrate terror in France is because he didn't perpetrate terror in France. He clearly had a weapon with him. He was firing at police in Milan. He could have at any point while in your country gotten off the train and shot somebody in the head or could have just shot somebody in the train. The only reason he didn't attack your country is because he didn't attack your country. You did not stop him. Germany did not stop him. Police in Milan stopped him. Aren't there a few questions in there about how this whole thing rolls out? It doesn't sound like they're they're fixing the problems. Angela Merkel, and I'm paraphrasing here, said, uh, we knew this was eventually going to happen. I mean, that's just terrorism now, and we get it. Uh, of course, it's horrible when it does, and it's more real and more graphic and more upsetting when it actually does, but she said it's not shocking, so to speak. And again, I'm paraphrasing. Well, what are you going to do? I know we have to catch the bad guys every time. They only have to get it right once. I get all that. But I'm asking you, are we doing what we have to do to stop this kind of stuff? Are we doing in America what we have to do? Is Europe doing what they have to do? What do we have to do to stop it? I'm going to open up the phone lines and get to your calls. 888-727-BECK. The number is 888-727-BECK. I'll take your calls coming up. You can also tweet at the program. It's at Doc Thompson Show. Please follow my my Twitter page or my Twitter account as well. It's at Doc Thompson Show. You'll see the little verified check mark there. And we'll get some of your comments on, on Twitter as well. So do you think America is doing what we have to do to stop terrorism? Because I just think it's a matter of time before we have a vehicle. Well, we had the Ohio State vehicle attack, but I mean a much more prolific one with a truck or something like this that that kills a lot of people not that ohio state wasn't serious of course it was um it's only a matter of time i don't necessarily think we are doing what we have to do or should do i certainly don't think uh europe is doing what they have to do even france man that seems like a failure on their part and then also what are the solutions what do we have to do your calls coming up next on the glenn beck program the glenn beck program Mercury. 
individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Glenn Beck program. Doc Thompson in for Glenn today. Appreciate you joining me. It's at Doc Thompson show on Twitter. Your calls coming up as well. Twitter uh, tweets first. Uh, deplorable Noel tweeting at Doc Thompson show. 86 people were killed in the attack on Nice, France. You know, what's funny. I just looked this up like a week ago and was stunned by the number. And then when I was trying to recall it on the air, I was like, was it 48? And that was like, wow, that's a huge number. It's it's just so mind-boggling that you killed 86 people with a truck. That is amazingly high. I just even though I just looked it up, I still couldn't process it. 431 non-fatal injuries. 86 people killed, 431 injured in Nice. Mind-boggling. The Steve 42, he has a bit of a solution. He said, if you don't arrest or deport known radical terrorists, hashtag you're doing it wrong. Steve, you're right. This is a question, and this gets at the heart of some of the challenges we've had back since 9-11 with George W. Bush with spying on American citizens and intel. I know I'm in a minority on some of what I'm about to say. Some of you will agree. Many of you will not. I'm sorry. I will not give up personal freedoms. For temporary security. I can't do it, folks. I can't. I know how much worse it is when you give up those personal freedoms. And I know it's easy. I mean, if you've gone through anything like this, those of you that went through 9-11, that remember 9-11, the whole thing, anybody in Berlin that's gone through this attack at the Christmas market, our instant reaction is, somebody's gotta... What's the solution? Well, deporting known radical terrorists... Yes, if it's a known radical terrorist and you and you you have something on him, I'd say even lock him up. You know, I mean, isn't that what Gitmo was? Lock him up, deport him, do whatever you got to do. Handle it, though. Don't just be like, okay, they're floating around the country here. Great. So, yeah, that's part of it. Known, though. What do you mean by known? Likely radical terrorists? People with ties, to What kind of ties? Do you have proof? It's got to be some level of proof. That's the reason when I went down the list of what they knew about anus, you know, okay, maybe it really wasn't enough on tape with the wiretap, but when you add it all up, doesn't that say a different level, an additional level of scrutiny? And this is where Israel comes in. You're probably familiar with the level of scrutiny and profiling, and at least a little bit on how they profile when it comes to Israel. Like at the airports when you fly, they profile. Some of the way they profile, we don't know. Some of it, we do. Well, we do because all profiling is based on a, huh, that doesn't look right. Huh, that's a bit damned irregular. Huh, I don't see that all the time. Some of it is based on that. 
But when we hear the word profiling in America because we've been programmed by the nutcases on the left to believe profiling, you mean lock up all black people. If a black person ever drives a car, then you've got to instantly arrest them. That's what they would have you believe. It's out of place. What looks out of place? And even that isn't an automatic lock them up. It's a greater level of scrutiny. Profiling is a huge piece of this. Do you think we profile enough in America? Have we learned from other countries and other people who do it right? Have we learned what works? I would say not. Your call's coming up, 888-727-BECK. It's 888-727-BECK or on Twitter, at Doc Thompson Show. Your tweets and calls next on the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I'm Doc Thompson in for Glenn today. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. It's sad that we ever have to talk about this stuff, this stuff being terrorism or terrorist attack and whether or not we're secure. And I'm not saying it to to frighten people, to scare people. It's just real. It's real. It is a possibility. It's a real possibility. I think it's just a matter of when and where again. That's where we're at one once more because I don't think we've done everything we we should be doing. I think we've done... Very little, believe it or not. The idea, at least partially after 9-11, was that you spy on everybody. And there were a lot of power grabs and a lot of wrong ideology, especially with the Patriot Act. That was wrong. It was wrong. It gave prosecutors a whole lot of authority to use it against American citizens for things that didn't have anything to do with terrorism. And they did in many cases. That was the wrong approach. The right approach is profiling. That's part. That, that's to stop future terrorism. Yes, you need good intel, and yes, you can spy. Just get your wiretaps when it comes to this stuff. That's how you do it. All right, uh, let's get back to uh, some of your tweets and suggestions. Uh, Vika tweeting uh, at Doc Thompson Show. No, neither we nor Europe are doing what we need to do to stop terrorism. Neither of us are serious about border control. Ah, there's another another component of this. So if Anus, the the terrorist in Berlin that was shot, if he was traveling from Germany to France to Italy, how did he do it? Because they don't have that border control. So if Europe thought, as part of the European Union, they were going to be like the United States, where those states would be, those countries would be more like our states, they were doing it wrong. Well, if you know your history and the Articles of Confederation, the reason the article, the country failed and we ended up setting up a constitution was under the Articles of Confederation. The federal government was too weak. And people said, but we don't want a strong federal government because we end up like things that we've had in the past will be disastrous. Well, the failure of the European Union was to get it right. The balance of power between those states or countries in their case and the central government. You have to have the right amount of power and power balance doing the right things. And in this regard... 
they didn't have enough teeth. The, the central government, the European Union. So if you are traveling through a country like France that has been victimized by this and the local authorities, the state authorities are like, whoa, what's going on? They're unable to stop it. They don't have that level of control. And to your point, Vika, no, we're not serious about border control for our country. We're not. Of course we're not. And at this point, it is appropriate, needed, uh, our duty to remind those members of Congress and the president-elect, secure the border. We have no idea who's here. That is, that's another component of it. Secure the border. Know who's here. My, I'm regularly heard on the Blaze Radio Network before this program. Each morning, 6 to 9 a.m., uh, just go to theblaze.com and click on radio and you'll find all about it. But my producer in the morning is a gentleman by the name of Cal who happens to be Muslim. He's an American. He went to a Catholic high school. He's Muslim. He practices his faith. And he's as conservative and right-minded as I am or you are. And we talked about this this morning a little bit. And one of his suggestions was, how about this? How about when people come to America, we make them here on a trial period, which we do kind of anyways if you have a green card. He said where we, they're on a, it's, it's, a more of a, it's looked at more of a probationary period where we scrutinize you and you got to check in. And if you're from certain parts of the world where terrorism is more common at this point, then they are scrutinized more. That seems pretty reasonable, doesn't it? That's not infringing the personal freedoms of American citizens, is it? And aren't you still protecting or doing more to protect, protect American citizens with intel? Sure. That's an easy one. That's a guy who's Muslim and has been profiled himself and has difficulties with people blanket statementing all Muslims. That seems pretty reasonable to me. And I got news. A hundred years from now, the people that are responsible for threatening America could be from a different part of the world and a different faith. At one time, we scrutinized the Japanese that way because they had attacked America. These things change. It's not based on the Islamic faith. Now, I know you're going, wait a minute, talk. It is about Islam. If Islam has a problem, that's fine. If you believe that, that's fine as well. That's, that's for them to take care of. But the problem, even if it is Islam or they have a problem, is not responsible directly for the terrorist attacks by Anas, uh, Anas or any of these other people. They're doing it. There are more Muslims around the world that are not committing terrorist acts than not. Can they be radicalized? Sure. Have they done horrible things at times? Absolutely. But I say this because this is, this is important to get the balance right with this stuff. I just justified using logic and common sense profiling. So I have no problem with that. And it is radical Islamists that are responsible, in this case of Berlin, and the ones in, in, um, in France, Belgium, in America, a couple of them, the recent ones, by young male Islamic extremists. Absolutely. I'm calling it like it is. But like it is, is also not every Muslim is doing this. That's the thing I don't hear a lot of. Uh, Ron, uh, okay, uh, said at Doc Thompson, show on Twitter, extreme vetting, extreme profiling, logic. I'll give you that one. 
Steve sent me a link and reminded me of something that just happened. Obama detained, uh, dismantles the registry used to track Muslims and Arabs in America. And it's an article. If you didn't hear that, it's true. He's trying to screw us every way he can and dictate his authority beyond his term in office. So there was a 9-11 era rule that allowed them to create a registry of certain groups of people coming from certain places, Muslims, Arabs, as the tweeter put. They just dismantled that. They, ha- they actually haven't been using it for quite a while, but one of the architects of it is in the Obama administration, and they've indicated they would likely go back to that, especially with Trump's comments on Islam, or like uh, Muslims coming to America. They dismantled it. So whether you agree with that or not, first of all, Obama's a jerk for doing that. Now, you have your authority. That's fine. You're president. I'm not saying you don't have the authority to do it. And number two, if you want to pardon a bunch of people on the door, uh, way out the door, I know that's standard procedure. But you know this is a cornerstone of Donald Trump's administration, at least national security and terrorism goes. You know he was likely going to use this. And by the way, he could still put this into place or get some pieces of it done. All you're doing is making it more difficult and being a jerk. You had your eight years to solve all of these problems in, Obama, in America, Obama, and you didn't do it. You didn't stop, you know, you didn't stop the, the, the Boston bombing. You didn't stop the San Bernardino ones. But you believe your ideas must be forced on Donald Trump. You know, maybe if there weren't any in America at that time, maybe. Maybe I may say, well, maybe he should put that into place so... He can hep out Donald. But as it stands, Obama didn't secure, nor did he protect America. Yet, he's forcing his failed plan on Donald Trump. That's a huge failure. Jeez, I can't wait for this guy to go. Oh, he's killing me here. I'm going to have a couple more weeks of that, by the way. I just, and you are too. All right, uh, Ben uh, Sniffin. Ben. Oh, Burr Sniffin. Burr Sniffin. <laughs> I thought it was like uh, Ben Sniffin. I've been sniffing glue this morning. Uh, Burr Sniffin. Hashtag what I learned today at Doc Thompson Show. Those who give up freedom for security shall have neither. It's a difficult concept, especially when you're the one being attacked, but you're right. Danny Statuti. Tweeting at Doc Thompson Show, any politician that votes against securing our borders to protect the citizens should face instant recall. What did Obama fight for? And there it is. Uh, deplorable Noel. Uh, I got that one. With, da, 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 da. Oh, okay. Here it is. Lori D. at Doc Thompson Show is enjoying saying anus 100 times in 16 minutes to 6 million people on the Glenn Beck program. You know what, Lori? I am enjoying it. You're obviously a level one listener to the Morning Blaze and my uh, regular morning broadcast. I am enjoying saying it because, you know what, he is anus in both name and actions. Let me get right, right? Okay. Let me get a break in back with your calls and tweets on the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury. One, two, 
Glenn Beck Program. Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. DM and DM tweeting at Doc Thompson Show. Be careful not to confuse your anuses at Doc Thompson Show. I knew a guy who did it, and it totally wrecked him. And uh, that does sound like a horrible thing. I'll be uh, extra vigilant to not do that. And then uh, somebody responded to him and me and said, wrecked him, hell damn near killed him. So I don't know where he's going with that, but uh, interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, get those tweets in. It's uh, at Doc Thompson Show. And uh, we got, uh, in fact, we just realized we're working on the phones here, so we get some calls coming up. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. If you would, uh, please go to theblaze.com and click on channels and follow my little page there. This morning on my radio program, I let the cat route out of the bag. Told all kinds of tales about the company and things behind the scenes that I don't know if I was supposed to or allowed to tell, but I did anyways. And hopefully it'll work out for me in the new year. I mean, everyone's on vacation, so maybe they're not listening. So uh, maybe I get a pass that way. But if you want to know some of the things the company's been facing, um, some of the things Glenn's doing, uh, how solid the company is or not, or challenges, comings and goings and whatever. A whole lot of information towards the end of this morning's program. So if you go to theblaze.com, again, click on my channel, Doc Thompson, uh, you can go through the podcast and hear it. We are moving the Blaze Radio Network and the tech stuff, the final remnants of the tech portion of it, out of New York City is one of the pieces. And that is going on right now. And as of January 3rd, when everybody's back full-time in, all of the tech will be completely routed through Mercury Studios in Dallas now, which is, I cannot tell you what a wonderful development that is because it has stopped us from doing so many things and has caused so many problems. So the short version is this. Up until right now, well, let's say January 3rd, up until January 3rd, the coming January 3rd, I have not been able to start to change any of the things on my program or the network or anything that, that we want to change for the better. We haven't been able to. It's just com- hands completely tied because of the tech stuff and other stuff. We just cannot do it. So as of the, the beginning of the year, we can finally start to put the pieces in place and grow like crazy. And, the good news is everybody's just in the position to grow now after a long, hard battle. And the reason I'm sharing that with you now is because if you do follow my page, there's going to be all kinds of opportunities for you at the first of the year. All kinds of opportunities for you to grow businesses and useful information. It's all about helping you. You will not be sorry. So please follow my page. It'll take a couple of weeks to roll out before we start putting it up there. And then it's gold. It's all golden. So blaze.com and click on channels and Doc Thompson. About 70 members of the New Mexico Department of Health became sick at its holiday party. Uh, Yes, 70 members of the New Mexico Department of Health became sick at its holiday party. (laughs) You're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're the Department of Health, and you have a holiday party, and people get sick. Well, first of all, you're having a holiday party, so you're doing it wrong. If you're having a holiday party right now, you're doing it wrong. It's a Christmas party, but okay. And you're the Department of Health, and some people get sick. Does that instill a lot of confidence in you, New Mexicoans? New Mexicans? 
No, I mean, if your Department of Health that's responsible for monitoring health and regulating health in the state, does it instill you with a lot of confidence if they can't even monitor the health of their own employees at a Christmas party? So they're rolling into your business and saying, oh, we got to make sure you're doing things this way, that way. Uh, we're uh, investigating, we're researching, we're making sure restaurants or whatever else are doing what they're supposed to do, make sure everything's as healthy. Oops, our people are sick. So they had about 200 people at a catered luncheon in Santa Fe, which is the capital. And about 70 of the 200 ended up with what they called gastrointestinal issues after the luncheon. So you know what that means. Right? At best, that's what it was. They say investigators have not yet identified the specific food from the party that may have caused the outbreak. So there's another level of failure. (laughs) They say, we know they got sick at the holiday party, and we're the Department of Health that's responsible for testing and investigating these things. And when they got sick at our party, we still haven't been able to determine what it was that caused the problem. Well, that's just swell. Let's go ahead and build up the government even more. In fact, you New Mexicans, send even more money to the government. Demand your taxes be raised so you can give them more money to do more good. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.